0: All right so diving in this week we are doing october 2019 and um for group c kind of focusing on the closing remarks and then we can hit anything else if if we have time to uh, go to some of those others like spiritual treasures is an amazing one and um the, the other talk as well the second two oh the second great commandment um but yeah so closing remarks um we have where President Nelson uh, reads the the new temple uh, interview questions and and all of that. Anyway, what was standing out to you guys in this talk as you went back and and read it, um, this go around?
1: Well, first off in verse two, we also know that each home can become a true sanctuary of faith where peace, love, and the spirit of the Lord may dwell.
2: Yes. Um.
1: I think the key word though in that is to become right. It doesn't. It's not mm-hmm. just that. We have to strive to make it that.
0: Yes, for sure. Um. As we are, I I wanted to go back. I haven't had time yet to to go and find that phrase, sanctuary of faith, and like all the times that he's used it, and like how that's structured up until this point, but yeah, that's definitely this huge key phrase that he keeps using all the time. And just like what you said, the emphasis on becoming a true sanctuary of faith, we have to actually work at that.
1: Was Neil going to say something? No. Okay. I thought somebody else started to talk. I know that a lot of times I pray when Kurt and I pray together, to know what I can do to, to fortify it. And I don't know if it was in this talk where he talked about spiritually and temporally fortifying our homes, but to fortify it. And here he kind of spells out what that spiritual fortification is, right? Faith, peace, love, and the spirit. But sometimes we get kind of stuck in doing the same old things and we need to kind of think maybe uh, expand our our knowledge or our thoughts about that. So mm-hmm. and I often pray about that and just to know what I can do to be better.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so just kind of opening that up to everyone, like what um, <clears throat> what kind of promptings or inspirations or, or things have you guys uh, done to, to remodel your home into that sanctuary of faith that President Nelson keeps talking about? How can we make our homes more like temples and what works? What doesn't work? (laughs) I can tell you, I've, I've I've done all the ones that don't work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think at some point we all have done some of the things that don't work. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things on that spirit of the Lord may dwell. Mm, It's kind of an interesting thing, but I felt inspired one night to pray. And so I've done it after that that everyone would feel the spirit and that they would have their hearts turned to the Lord, but those who have ill will would be repulsed by the spirit and leave and not, not, not enter in, but just, just leave quietly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Know. Isn't
1: that an interesting thing to pray for?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: It wasn't me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. I love that. Um, and then L typed in the chat that Sanctuary of Faith is mentioned in five of his, of his talks.
2: Wow.
3: Um,
0: is that just from this conference, like the October 2019, or like all of them?
3: No, it started in 2018 was the first one. Okay. Um, it was uh, exempt, being exemplary Latter-day Saints October 2018. Um, I think just once, twice in closing the closing remarks, go forward with faith embrace the future with faith and what are we learning and we'll never forget mm-hmm. okay. mentions in those.
2: Gotcha. I love that.
0: Yeah. One of these times I, it's like on my back burner of things to do, but like go through all of his like catchphrases that he uses quite often and like chart them out and uh how often and and everything you know, you guys know i'm one of those like i have to like see it and i have to see it in a chart form kind of a thing that's one of my my goals to do that really helps out a lot faith.
2: like
1: he uses um prepare for the second coming <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, and oh minister on both sides of the veil and yep. all that kind of stuff yeah interesting like when I was doing the the book of Nelson project um another one of my side projects that I want to do is go through and every time that he defines a word or says what a word means like you know metanoeo you know changing the way we we think and breathe and all that kind of stuff like every time that he is a wordsmith or not wordsmith but like helping us define words and and connect with it um i wanted to create a a little supplement or a kind of like the institute manual so you know where they have like enrichment d or whatever i wanted to have like definitions of president nelson i think that'd be cool
1: that would be a really good that's a book you could probably type up and
3: sell (laughs) well i don't know if he um coined the phrase covenant path but i found um somebody had i don't know if you saw it it was in i don't know if you're in the group i can't remember what group it was in now but somebody shared it and it was so good he said he gave uh, a lesson in elders quorum and he talked about it he asked them about it and then he talked about it and so i copied it and pasted it in the word Burning mm-hmm. Zion under the laws, ordinances, covenants, that section
2: uh-huh.
3: under covenants, really good, really excellent.
2: I love that um,
3: thing. <laughs> so I don't know if he coined that phrase, but he's coined a lot of phrases.
0: Yeah, to stay on the covenant path, do whatever it takes to stay on the covenant path. Or yeah, I love that. Um.
1: So in verse six, that very last one, he's talking about the temple. Each temple is a holy place. Each temple patron strives to become more holy. Is that true? (laughs) Is that true? Like that right there is a standard he set for us that maybe we're not doing. And if you are doing like, how can you strive to be more holy? It's that good, better, best. Right. And I (laughs) think once you get to the best, I think sometimes that becomes the good.
0: Yeah.
1: And then you can still do better and best
0: yeah each rung of the the ladder kind of a thing as you progress then that good better best can shift up with you yeah yeah very interesting so question on holy what does it mean to be holy in the context of like hebrew what does the the term holy mean because in like three or four of president Nelson's other talks he defines what holy is and it's interesting that he brings that, that here.
1: Good question.
0: Sorry, I thought somebody else was <laughs> chiming in there. So I was waiting for him. But um, holy means to become peculiar. So a peculiar people is a holy people. And so I, I found that very interesting. Each temple is a peculiar place each temple patron strives to become more peculiar. <laughs> and so I think that that's interesting in kind of the context of the world we're living in and, and how we, we move forward and everything, that, that holy is something that is set apart, that is uh, striving for striving for perfection and is a peculiar people.
4: I'd forgotten
1: that holy meant peculiar. Thank you for that reminder.
2: So in that sense, what,
5: um, how would you define peculiar?
0: <laughs> if you want to define the dictionary, what? Yeah. <laughs> what Why not? What <laughs>
1: makes us peculiar from the world, right? How do we yeah. stand
5: out? Yeah, stand out. Yeah.
1: How do we act and look different? I remember when I was on my mission and I served, you remember part-time on Temple Square and I was taking a tour and it was these young girls there for a conference, like my age at the time. And, um, they said, are there any, we're in the South visitor center overlooking the temple and they're like, so are there any people here that belong to your, to the Mormon church? And I'm like, I do. She's like, seriously, you look just like us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, they thought i was gonna look amish or mennonite or something you know and i've always thought about that you know i was like oh of course i do and da, 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 And now i'm looking back and i'm like maybe i shouldn't have looked just like them
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting how different religions set themselves apart become peculiar right in their dress in their mannerisms or, or what have you and i don't know <laughs> i always kind of look at uh, uh, uh saints uh, as very peculiar i mean i can kind of point them out i guess but um in in a bigger sense uh, how often do we try to like blend in and when we should be uh, daring to, to kind of stand out
1: and i don't mean like it was like i should be dressing more like the amish you know what i'm saying but i should mm-hmm. There should be something different about me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Was that really a compliment when she said that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, Becky.
6: Um, this doesn't really answer any of the questions you guys were talking about, but I had an interesting thing happen when I went to the store yesterday. I was walking through the store and I've, I've noticed when I've gone to the store lately, I am just repulsed. Is anybody else repulsed by the music they play in the stores? Yes. That that happened to
1: me yesterday. I'm like, I'm glad I don't come to the store very often. I don't like this music.
6: Yeah. I've been to the store a couple of times within the last week, but where I've noticed that anyways, I'm walking around the store and I had this feeling like I was lost like I almost like I didn't belong like I wasn't lost and confused like where am I what am I doing but I'm looking at everyone going what are we all doing here like why is everybody buying all this stuff and it was really interesting I thought you know maybe maybe I'm coming becoming just a little bit more peculiar I guess because (laughs) I just I was very I don't know I had such peace about me but it was like this is just so interesting why are we what are we all doing here what are it was it was weird it was weird I don't have a good way to explain it but
0: I love it it's kind of like a deja vu moment but like not really I mean you're just kind of like it's this weird sensation that like just kind of overwhelms you but yeah interesting I've never had it in like that lost type of space before but I've had different ones where it's just like what is happening? What am I feeling? Like, I I don't know how to describe it. It's the same type of feelings that I have when I have deja vu, but it's, it's not deja vu necessarily, but yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. That's very interesting. Good way to explain it. And I just, I thought, you know, I must just not be blending in as much. Yesterday (laughs) I thought maybe I don't fit in as much as I used to, but I think blending in. I think maybe I'm just not blending in the way everybody else does. So Mm -hmm. anyways, that's interesting that you, you and Alethea had that experience same day.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I've also, there's
1: been times, I remember I was in a conference and our little team won something and we got a little limo ride and they took us to this really nice restaurant. And as I was walking in, I was in San Francisco. I was like, everybody just looks chained. Do you know what I mean? Like they're all just eating their food. They're all, do you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to describe it, but it was like, it could just see these chains on them. And then we went on that cruise and I remember we were walking across the deck and everyone's got their drinks and their whatever, you know and I'm walking across and I looked at my husband. I go, don't you see the chains around everyone? Like, it's just like, I, and we were there on the cruise. Hopefully I didn't look like I had chains, you know? I eat at restaurants, but you could just tell, like, I don't know how to describe it. Have you guys ever had that experience?
0: I've never had that, that specific one. No, but it's kind of tying back to to some of those same kind of emotions that get brought out with it. That's very interesting.
1: Like they're just like, Oh, like they're just chained to that table eating. This is what they live for. This is what the most important thing is. And And the drinks and leisure and, you know,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. And I I don't want to be judging because that wasn't it. It was almost like the spirit just opened it up. Because I do, like I said, I do the same things, right? But the Mm -hmm. spirit just opened it up. Like we have chains everywhere.
0: Yeah. I really how many we deal with.
4: Yeah. I would say my husband and I had... um, kind of a similar experience we celebrated I turned 50 last week and so we went to uh, Florida just he and I I also celebrated our 30th anniversary since we got engaged yes me and marry, marry me on me anyway so we have some big celebrations this year and so we wanted to do something really kind of special and fun and we went to this pretty fancy smancy resort in Florida um, for four nights and <laughs> we were saying at the pool one day and we just looked at each other. We're like, is this, you know, we know that this is just kind of fun and temporary, but we feel like most of the people here kind of how you were saying, like, that is all, they just Mm -hmm. love it so much. They're, um, they are chained to, um, those experiences, like those experiences are uh so important yeah you know like and i and i i am trying to, i am also having a hard time describing it but we both just really it was weird cuz at the same time we kind of looked at each other like this is fun but it is not it is definitely not everything like it is mm-hmm. it's fun look- for now but it's low on the priority you know
2: it's mm-hmm. just a
4: Anyway, I, I, I just
1: realized, I just remember that as you
2: were talking. But. Well, as
1: you were saying that, I was trying to think of ways. I was like thinking about the temple. That's what we focus on. And that's what the word is. Those chains are what they're focused on. It's the leisure. It's the dream.
2: Mm-hmm. Eating yeah.
1: like that, like the indulgence, the gluttony. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just, it was just the weirdest experience. It's like, it's just... Like what they're chained to.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, because we don't drink. And so, um, you know, we just,
2: <laughs> I,
4: I don't know. It was just a really interesting experience. It just, I, I, it's interesting. We all kind of have that same kind of.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that is kind of popping up.
1: <laughs> hopefully we're more focused on the temple, right? And ministering. Yes. And I forgot yes. to the
4: ministering sister today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was going to go because I'm going out of town tomorrow. Oh, we can go in the morning. Um, but yeah, hopefully we're focusing on ministering, which I just blurted out. I'm not, I was, but I forgot. Um, but ministering and the temple and studying our scriptures, hopefully that's what we're focused on. And that's where our attention lies, not on the worldly things that don't matter as much.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and so kind of in that that light here where he's talking in verse six like you said that each temple is a holy place each temple patron strives to become more holy and how you asked like are is that true are we all doing that and if we are wanting to to become more holy more peculiar i think that that we do start seeing our proper place uh, and what's around us and, and all those kind of things and having the spirit kind of testify, like, like each of you have kind of mentioned there. So why was it necessary to change the, the temple interview questions and what changed? Like, has anyone uh, done a deep dive and like studied them side by side, the old version versus the new version? Like why, why the change? Why was this something that, that he took up some precious conference time uh, to, um, uh, iterate in its in its fullest sense, and and talk about.
2: <clears throat>
1: okay, first, can we just talk about what were the changes? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm looking through. I'm thinking. Um, number two, do you have a testimony of the atonement? Did they add and of his role as your savior and redeemer? Wasn't that isn't that new?
0: i believe so <laughs> i really should have it pulled up here just a second i'm, I'm going to google it so we can okay do it side by side
1: and is do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel of jesus christ i think that might be new it's hard to remember when you only get it done every two years now
2: mm-hmm.
6: yeah. i like the do you understand
2: mm-hmm. and
6: obey the word of wisdom like oh understand do I really understand it or not you know or am I taking it at face value
7: number five is a major change
6: yeah I was just reading that one I'm like that wasn't there at all yeah I remember being surprised within your thoughts
7: Mm -hmm. and number six that's not one
1: yeah And I think seven is more specific because it used to say, do you affiliate with any apostate groups? And now it's support, promote any teachings, practices, or do- doctrine contrary to those.
7: Yeah. It's people. been reworded. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: a lot more specific.
7: Number eight. I mean, number
1: eight is new.
7: They changed that.
1: Did they always ask it? Yeah. Cause you have to be a full tithe payer to go to the temple. So I think they always ask that.
7: Yeah. But number nine is it's reworded.
2: Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: Wasn't it to strive to be honest with your fellow man? Wasn't that what it was before?
4: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think it said, "Do you understand and obey the word of wisdom?" Didn't say, "Do you obey?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we were so, just
1: talking about that.
4: Yeah. Do you understand?
1: And what about thirteen? Is that worded a little differently? Did it talk about covenants made in the temple? Didn't it just talk about your garments?
7: Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I should remember.
0: I I'm trying to find it so we can do it. I'm having a hard time finding the. I'm only finding the new ones.
7: Uh, yeah. Where's the old? I got a manual. Everything's in boxes here. I used to have manual. I don't know what this <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think 14's a little different. Cause now it says, are there serious sins? I think it used to say, is there anything that you need that you haven't resolved?
2: Uh-huh.
1: I think it said something like that, that need to be resolved with. Yeah, it did. 30s. I don't think it was serious sins in your life. It was, it was more past sins. I don't think it was talking about present where this includes present, right?
8: Think, didn't it say, is there anything amiss in yeah,
1: your life? What it was. I was
5: thinking.
1: Yeah. And then that last one, it used to just say, didn't it say, do you consider yourself worthy to enter the temple? And now I it heard. says and, temp- and participate in temple ordinances.
7: Do a Google search on temple, recommend questions revised, a closer look at changes. Oh. Some, then uh, a dive. Number one is unchanged. Number two. Oh,
2: no.
7: Number two didn't have the word your.
1: Yeah. Okay. See, I thought it was okay.
7: In his role as savior and redeemer. Now it's your savior and redeemer.
2: Okay. Mm. I
7: love that. Number three. Used to say, if you watch closely, do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel in these latter days? Oh.
0: Oh, that's an interesting one.
7: Number four. Um, the old one was, do you sustain the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as prophet, seer, and revelator? And as the only person on earth who possesses and is authorized to exercise yeah. keys.
6: Well, that's interesting.
7: And okay. do you sustain credits according to apostles as prophecies, and that didn't change it's like authorities.
1: Wait, what's different on four? I'm having a hard time seeing that.
7: I am too. Do you sustain? I
8: feel like I feel like on number five. Do you strive for moral cleanliness in your thoughts and behavior? I feel like that's new. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, question five, like the old, asked only, Do you live the law of chastity
7: versus yeah. like
0: the new expanded version?
7: So, number four, they add the word that the only person on earth who possesses and is authorized. Oh, used okay. to authorized. So, I think that's because of some of the offshoot groups that claim they have keys too. So he's the only one that possesses and is authorized. Yeah, the the strive for moral cleanliness in your thoughts and behavior. That that gets trickier for a lot of people. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
7: Yeah. number six
8: feel like they did that they did that thoughts and behavior um i don't know maybe the feeling that came to me was you know because pornography is becoming such a huge issue Mm -hmm. and some people might think that it is you know it's not hurting anyone Mm -hmm. but i don't know that's the first thought that they came to me when i read that thoughts and behavior Mm-hmm. so anyway i don't know could have nothing to do with it but
7: <laughs> uh, i used to teach a lesson to my kids about clean hands and pure hearts it took both to ascend to the temple yeah. six is six has really changed You yeah, so uh-huh. anything in your conduct relating to members of your family.
2: Mm.
7: Or now it's, do you follow the teachings in your private and public behavior? It's really different. Yeah. yeah. So the seven used to be support, affiliate with, or agree with any group, and now it's support or promote any practices. Mm. Mm-hmm. number eight Let's
1: Look see. how it defines do you strive to keep your covenants now it defines what those covenants are keeping the sabbath day holy at home and at work home and at church attend your meetings eight. Prepare for the sacrament yeah live your life and it really defines what that means
7: more specific mm-hmm. yeah number nine are you honest in your dealing with your fellow man? Do you strive to be honest? That one got watered down. <laughs> well,
4: it's a, that's a little more re, yeah, real, right? Like,
2: <laughs> are
7: you honest? Question, years ago, the last question used to be Do you feel, I can't remember the exact wording, do you feel worthy in every way to go to the temple or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. and nobody could answer that now so do you
1: consider yourself <laughs> worthy
7: yeah and now it's you, you have a strive or something so
0: yeah I love the the commentary on that one it says notice though how the word strive gets added into these questions for the third time apparently as right. long as you feel like you're trying and doing your best you can feel good at least trying to be honest kind of thing I, I you know it, it leaves it it puts it squarely on our shoulders not just the the interviewers you know kind of thing
7: it it makes the temple a university a place where we still go to learn and progress mm-hmm. not like we've you know we're we've finished we're perfect and now we get to go to the temple it's mm-hmm. if we're striving we can still go and like taking the sacrament every week
0: yeah
4: I like it a lot. I like that a lot.
0: Question 10 is unchanged.
4: (laughs) You can't strive to be a full-time fader. You either are or you aren't.
7: (laughs) Yeah. If you have to ask that question, sometimes you get some, the the answers can be a little fuzzy. What is a Mm full-time?
2: Yeah. interesting and
7: understand and obey that it just
2: mm. yeah uh,
1: oh i didn't know we weren't supposed to drink black tea i thought or white tea or green, you know whatever
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the commentary i drink my coffee lukewarm gosh <laughs>
8: <laughs>
0: Twelve is well,
8: eat meat
4: sparingly that's a kind of a i mean
0: Yep. (laughs) Yep, exactly
1: however tabata and i were talking i remember when i first realized like i don't think we should be eating as much meat because we lived in panama and it was hot and we had no famine right Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and we've lived in hot climates since then but tabata from sweden i'm like you know that doesn't really apply to you it's cold most of the time
2: there
1: (laughs) so that's interesting like depending on where you live We have to ask, what is cold? What might be cold to you may not be cold to me.
7: (laughs) (laughs) A steak once a day is sparingly for me.
5: (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's true. What's sparingly for one may not be sparing for another.
8: You know, one thing that um, the Lord taught me was when I was really sick and with autoimmune flares and stuff. I was in a cold kind of state and I couldn't digest grains and stuff. And so I was told to, that meat was important for me. Yeah. Cause I was in a time of famine and I couldn't digest well. That makes sense. So it could be also health-wise.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, there was another one. Yeah.
7: Shortened, still the same thing
1: oh that 14 have there been any sins or misdeeds well i lied to my mom yesterday you know what i mean mm-hmm. i wonder if there were too many people just saying you know i told my wife i liked the spinach and i didn't <laughs> <laughs> so, I lied
8: to her so
1: that now it's are there serious sins it's like you need you know
2: mm-hmm. you yeah. know
7: yeah. Yeah, 15 it was unch- unchanged, but that's the one that said do you consider yourself worthy in every way to enter the lord's house is the way it used to read and universally people would choke on that.
2: Yeah. And then
7: they changed it to this and it's unchanged. Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Yep, that's very interesting comparing those two side by side. I'm okay, going to Yeah.
4: Okay, good. So I want to ask you guys about the next paragraph. It is understood that each adult temple patron will wear the sacred garment of the priesthood under their regular clothing. This symbolic of inner commitment to strive each day to become more like the Lord. So my husband and I have had this conversation because uh, we've heard so many different things about how to treat the garment. Never put it on the floor. Don't ever crinkle them up. Like you know, put them in a ball somewhere. Um, there, I, I don't know what. What is your how? And and well, I guess what it comes down to for me is how do I feel. Heavenly Father, like, for instance, do you work, you know, when you work out, do you wear your garments? Do you wear your garments all the time, except to have a shower, you know, or swimming? Um, I don't know. I, we just have this conversation occasionally. Um, I I only have boys. And so when they went through the temple, I wasn't, my husband escorted them. So I never participated in the interview with the temple president, you know, before they um, get that endowment. And my husband said that that they'll say different things in those interview about the garments. (laughs) And a funny story, when my brother went through (laughs) the temple, um, either he missed it or nobody said anything. Cause when he got home from the temple, he took his garments off (laughs) and put his clothes on it. My mom said, what are you doing? He said, well, I just wear them at the temple, right? <laughs>
0: so, oh my goodness.
4: <laughs> somewhere along the line, he missed it. But I just, I don't know. It's an For my husband and I, it's kind of an interesting conversation that we have sometimes about how you treat them and people have heard different things and the millennials actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of temple temple worthy clothing. Like they'll have tops that are tank tops that, that you know, they're not, they don't wear their garments with those and i know that that is not appropriate mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty common in a lot of them <laughs> millennial uh, in, in that age group um, i mean i have friends in that age group they're faithful but they will walk, run around all day in their tank tops and short shorts and they're endowed and they just feel like it's fine <laughs> I just yeah, feel like why is
0: so it weird. like ambiguous like why doesn't it why aren't there clear specified instructions yeah i
4: guess that's my
0: question
7: <laughs> so <laughs> in the temple recommend good. book there is actually about a three or four paragraph statement about wearing the garment and i'm trying to find it
0: mm-hmm. Oh,
4: okay, okay. Uh,
0: it's still in the handbook like or has my, it been modified as well with the different changes i don't know i mm. was released
7: when the changes before the changes happen so uh,
0: that's very interesting
7: i've um, kind of about
0: that
1: but don't you think part of that is like maybe that's left up to us just like the word of wisdom in some aspect like where exactly you're going to wear them like i wear mine i walk for exercise so i wear them when i'm walking mm-hmm. i'm not like super sweaty and then i remember they always said don't wear them to the doctor's office and i'm like yeah, i've never heard i've never heard that before i always heard that and i was like but nobody ever watches me get undressed i can put them <laughs> high, right you no know, so that nobody sees them <laughs> you know um
2: yeah,
1: right. so i i think but then as far as like wearing them all day or not all day like i would rather be protected than not protected so yeah, wear them all day. yeah.
0: Uh, i've heard lots yeah. of stories of, of protection in very real senses where it ends mm-hmm. right at the the clothing line, right? And so that, that's good enough for me. I'm gonna wear them all the time. <laughs> but, right, you know, but like I
4: I did I did seven and a half years of CrossFit, and I don't know if you guys have ever done a CrossFit workout. Um, I wouldn't wear I it would, CrossFit. I wouldn't wear it if yeah. I'm sweaty. If yeah, I'm and and I, bend, I wouldn't. You know, I I would bend over, and I don't want them you know, so I didn't wear it when I did or when I was really heavy into runny and it was 70 degrees outside. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to wear long pants so I can wear my garments. So I had a uh, this neighbor down the street. He kind of drove me crazy, but I ran by his house one day. It was really warm. I'm going on a run. I'm in shorts and a tank top. Cause I, it's going to be so hot. And he, he says, Oh, don't you follow the rules? And he's And I'm like, (laughs) Obviously you don't because you're judging. (laughs) (laughs) I know my husband actually got really mad. I said, don't you ever talk to my wife about her garments again, you know, but there's just, there's a lot around it and people hear different things. And so I just thought I'd ask. My, (laughs) My
1: husband had a preacher corner him in the post office and whisper in his ear about, are you wearing that funny little underwear? trying to like humiliate the missionaries in public
2: and yeah. he just mm-hmm. turned on
1: and said why are you asking about my underwear what kind of <laughs> <freak are>
4: you? <laughs> so you could say that to the man right what kind of creep yes i was like why, why yeah <laughs> seriously
7: found it
2: me okay oh. good
7: here here's what we used to read so and they would in our state, they ask us to read that every time we did it so that it was a reminder so Wearing Can the you, garment,
4: will you share the link?
7: Uh, yeah, it's off on a Reddit site.
4: <laughs> oh, okay, never mind, just go ahead. <laughs> but I,
7: but I, I recognize it. So, wearing the garment is the sacred privilege of those who have taken upon themselves covenants of the temple. The garment is a reminder of those covenants, and when properly worn, will serve as a protection against temptation and evil. It is expected that members will wear the garment both night and day. According to the covenants made in the temple, members should not adjust the garment or wear it contrary to instructions in order to accommodate different styles of clothing. Mm-hmm. Even such clothing may be generally accepted. The garment should not <laughs> be removed either entirely or partially to work in the yard or for other activities that can reasonably be done with the garment worn properly beneath the clothing. Mm-hmm. See,
1: that's walking but not running in CrossFit.
7: Members who have people should be guided by the Holy Spirit to answer for themselves personal questions (sighs) about wearing the garment. There you go. Yeah, these sacred covenants are between the member and the Lord, and the proper wearing of the garment is an outward expression of an inward commitment to follow the
0: Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Mm. Well, see, it's kind of like the word of wisdom, right? Like, how how are you going to live it? Mm-hmm.
0: And like uh, just what Rossanne was saying, you know, like in that hot weather, like it would be kind of a different situation than you know a different part of the world or whatever. And so it's kind of like a there's the general guidelines of it, and then there's the things that you are able to like interpret based on your given circumstances and what you're doing and and all that kind of thing almost. But I I loved going back and revisiting that. I'm searching for it here in in the new mm-hmm. handbook and seeing.
4: if it says anything i
8: think so
7: search on no
8: go ahead cindy yeah (laughs) i think of the lot of the problem stemmed from not not wearing it while you're working out but after you work out you run to the store before you Mm -hmm. go get changed then you come home and you get busy doing this and that and the other and Mm -hmm. you know and then you do this and then you have to run to the post office and then, you know, it's (laughs) four o'clock in the afternoon before you get in the shower and get dressed and put your garments back on. I I think that is where the big problem is. It's not doing your workout without the garments Mm -hmm. on because yeah, like Alethea said, you get sweaty and whatnot. And, you know, I I think that there's not a problem with that. It's just not putting them on as soon as you're done.
1: I also have yeah. used their garments as like, okay. So like my, my dress today was a little, it doesn't have anything to hold it together, right? It's a wraparound. So I put a safety pin there, but they would use their garments to be like the t-shirt that would keep them covered. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like how we wear underwear is outerwear kind of thing, you know? <laughs> and I've heard of people doing that where their garments and like the sleeves will hang out because. You know you now wear t-shirts under your spaghetti straps so i just have my garments on so that's not a big deal you know i've heard of a lot of people doing that too i
2: haven't seen
7: it there was a big problem in the temples for a while maybe it's still there that brides would show up and their temple dress would be sleeveless (laughs) oh that's
2: so bad and
7: and the temple actually had attachable sleeves so they had (laughs) sleeves to cover their garments while they were in the temple
4: Oh. oh Oh my I have heard, I have heard of that too, or, or a little jacket to put on over the wedding, like a white, you know, yeah. jacket of some sort. Yeah. I, I think that it's just, it just depends on who your leaders are. How clear are they when they, when you go to the temple prep classes, it's just so interesting to me that it's not so, <laughs> you know, like this, like my brother, like <laughs> missing the point. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go home and take these off now and I only wear them when I'm at the, the temple. temple.
2: Well,
4: <laughs> no. Did he not see your parents wearing them all the time? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know, but I it's just a funny story. But mm-hmm. um and to your point, Cindy, about work um working out and then run that's what I used to do. And then I started to wake up a little more to you know living more Christ-like and and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna When I'm done working, I'm going to go home and change before I run errands. And so I started to, that was an internal thing, right? That was the spirit, the spirit leading me individually on making that change as I moved more towards Christ. And so that's, that's kind of the point with most of these things, right? To move more towards Christ and, and do what the spirit
8: leads you to do. Yeah, me too exactly. Um I that was really my experience too because in my younger years <laughs> I used to work out a lot more than I do now and mm-hmm. you know um I would I would teach you know workout classes and then I would do those things. I would run to the store on the way home and then come home and take care of the kids and you know and just and it was half the day before I Mm-hmm. Got changed and put my garments on, and finally I realized I'm like, this is not right. <laughs> I need, <laughs> yeah. To stop. yeah. So oh. yeah, yep. I get it.
7: Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm fashion conscious, so I just got uh, you know a pair of shorts, basketball shorts, whatnot. either are down to my knees, and or a t-shirt, wear <laughs> my garments underneath, and then yeah, they get hot and sweaty, but I just. Put them in the laundry basket and wash them, and put a clean pair on after I shower. So,
0: <laughs>
8: yeah, it's. You
4: know,
0: I'm kind of on drive. that that end there, where I'm a little bit more fanatical, I guess. I mean, like I never take them off except to shower because. Go I'm just, swimming, yeah. I, I go swimming, whatever. Yeah, I
4: well, and to your point, like women, I don't wear basketball long. <laughs> I don't no. know; it's hard to. Yeah, it's are- hard to find. Yeah, it's hard to find. Uh do that but um we moved and we have a gym in my house now so i don't even i work out in my workout clothes and just i don't have to worry about it really anymore but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: anyway for sure so kind of all of this in context of this talk here which is interesting about this conference that he announces the temples the new temple constructions in the women's session and then here, his closing remark is, is all about the temples, but he chose to announce the, um, the new constructions in a different talk. But here it's so important, like verse 3, where um, presently we have 166 dedicated temples, more are coming, and um, talks about the open house uh, that is going to be held for each one of those. But verse 5 is kind of what struck me, especially with all that we're, we're talking about here as members of the church we need to be prepared to answer the questions that are coming to us from from those attending open houses and and things right like we need to be this this light on a hill where we don't like dodge around the questions or whatever but we know what we believe and we live it and and we're able to um answer questions as as people are uh coming to the gospel through these temples and the open houses and and things. I found that kind of a very interesting way to introduce the the temple interview questions, the the revised ones, right? Um, Because I think we're going to be seeing a huge influx in the number of temples that we're building and the availability for people to investigate what we're all about through these things. And so anyway, it was just kind of an interesting insight to me of how this conference played out and why why things are laid out the way that they are
1: well i think that goes right along with the last sentence in verse 12 individual worthiness requires a total conversion of mind and heart to be more like the lord to be an honest citizen to be a better example and to be a holier person
2: yeah yeah i love that okay okay yeah
8: and also right before that i thought it was really interesting that it says it's easier to build a temple than it is to build a people prepared for a temple i
4: saw that and i was thinking i saw that too
1: is he he lamenting oh my gosh you guys don't know how hard this is (laughs) you're being the children of israel
0: (laughs) i love it i mean if he were to ask moses that moses would be like yeah it's definitely easier to build a temple.
1: Well, and we know Joseph felt that way too, right?
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Nothing's
1: like, changed there's... in that respect. And so I go back and I often think, what was it that made the early saints? Because you think these are such great people and yet they didn't qualify to be Zion. So I just often think, what am I, am I doing the same things they're doing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What can I do differently?
0: Yeah, Exactly. Because, I mean, like the whole question comes up, like uh, if people can enter for an open house, why can't they come when it's dedicated? Like why is there individual worthiness required to to come to the Lord? It's because we're actually able to part the veil. It's because we're able to receive revelation, be taught from the Lord himself kind of a thing. And and that requires personal worthiness, as we see throughout all scripture, right? That that is one of the, the prerequisites. And what an opportunity that we have to to teach people that principle, where I mean, <laughs> I don't know, I especially some of the millennials and stuff. I, we <laughs> we throw everything on the millennials, right? But like, some of us just don't understand that what the temple really is. Oh, it's just about going and doing baptisms for the dead kind of a thing. But but in reality, it's it's this meeting place with the Lord where we can help our ancestors as well as as part of the ourselves kind of a thing and that's that's some some choice testimony uh, missionary opportunities etc to to be having with people well, i
1: think part of it is a lot of people don't realize that that's what it's for mm-hmm. yeah like it's just oh i got another endowment done do you know what i mean
0: yeah it's in that checklisty thing. we just have to get this book of life done uh by the time the savior comes that's all we're doing <laughs> kind of a thing yeah. versus actually actually becoming mm-hmm. in the temple
5: it's interesting what people if they haven't been taught what they think that we're doing in there remember that time that we went to home depot afterward and and he asked why we were dressed up, and we told him we'd been to the temple, and and he had heard about baptisms for the dead, and he was asking us, "Are you in there baptizing dead people? Uh, and do you,
0: like, do you open up caskets I, and stuff like that?" Yeah, <laughs> he
5: asked, "Are they in caskets?" And I, but, so we were able. It was a good.
0: It was like an awesome time to explain proxy work and like really Mm -hmm. define what that means and stuff i've had some of my best like post missionary missionary moments just being dressed up going to places after the temple like people are always asking you and if you're willing if you're like if you just exude like joy or happiness or whatever like you you're more approachable right and I don't know what some of the best conversations I've ever had. Like I go to Costco afterward or I go here or there. Why are you dressed up? Oh, I went to the temple and, and uh, uh, performed an endowment. Perform an endowment. What the heck is that? Well, it's what we do and this and this and this. And, you know, a lot of them have heard of baptisms for the dead, but um, I was able to uh, go perform sealings for, for our kindred dead. And what does that mean? Well, it's where families can be eternal forever and we perform marriages, uh, lasting marriages. We call them sealings for uh, those that have passed on so that they can be together forever, not just for this life only. And I mean, so many people have good questions about it. And anyway, it's just interesting how these temples are like blessing the lives of people because of us, because of like our dress our peculiarness our demeanor and, and everything going to and from and anyway i think it's very interesting how how temples are a, a missionary tool just as much as they are a proxy tool kind of a thing
2: mm-hmm.
5: when we were children our parents they went to the temple every month and and um and Say we were doing ceilings or something. Anyway, we grew up thinking they were working on not floors, but ceilings. They were they had to go to Logan to work on the ceilings.
0: Oh, did they ever get those ceilings done? <laughs>
2: no, it's not a
0: good job.
2: <laughs> uh, that's funny.
1: I was thinking of licking envelopes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh after the whole temple talk in verse 14 he then switches his focus to another topic the plans for the coming year which is interesting right i mean we're at the end of 2019 and he's got some plans for the coming year in the springtime it's going to be 2020 exactly 200 years since joseph smith experienced the theophany and uh, just kind of all that flows from that it's it's just kind of interesting this prophetic vision for the future and the plans that we're having and yes we're gonna have some some hiccups along the way but but here's the plan this is what we're we're doing and you know he's probably already got in mind like i don't know i don't know the timeline of the background but the restoration proclamation in mind maybe the hear him initiative i don't know but it's just kind of cool to go back and see what he was prophesying of and planning for at this time before you know 2020 really hits
5: we'd said something like i can't remember this the words but it'll be unforgettable (laughs) yeah (laughs) that
2: was
0: (laughs) yeah and didn't he in the next conference or whatever he's like well when i said unforgettable I, i didn't know what it was gonna play out like or something I can't remember. I haven't reread no, I those. I
5: remember talks. the exact words.
0: <laughs> but um, in verse nineteen and twenty, let's see. Um, it says you may wish to begin your preparation by reading afresh Joseph Smith's first vision. All these kind of things. He's given us lots of ideas. But in verse twenty, select your own questions. Design your own plan immerse yourself in the glorious light of the restoration as you do general conference next april will not only be memorable but it will it will be unforgettable
5: oh there it is
0: yeah and so it's just interesting that he's like i've got my plan uh well i guess plans for the coming year in verse 14 there is kind of generalized But, like, he's wanting us to develop our own lesson plans. We've got Come Follow Me. We've restructured a lot of the organizations. We've done a lot of groundwork. And now, go make some plans. Go with, because he'll introduce Hear Him uh, this next February after this conference talk. So, we haven't got that quite yet. But, like, he's he's saying, get led by the spirit. Make your own plans. And... Next conference will be unforgettable. I think that's huge in the context of the rearview mirror that we have on on all of this. How I love that
1: because sometimes we don't always know how to move up, how to think outside the box, how to, and he just taught us right there instead of Mm -hmm. just leaving us to figure it out on our own.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I love it.
1: Because sometimes when I hear what you guys are doing, I'm like, oh man i'm just like floundering over here (laughs) i could be doing (laughs) better and so it's nice to sometimes have a little bit you don't have to tell me exactly what to do but kind of point me in the right direction you know yeah and it was nice that he did that because he didn't give us the
4: questions right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah he gave us some things that could be something like this yeah
4: so i just love how all of this the come follow me and this what he said in this talk it just just proves his prophetic mantle yeah. you know the seer and the revelator yeah it's just it's just amazing i don't know i'm maybe there i'm sure there's been other times probably when joseph joseph smith for instance but when something that they have prophesied comes to pass in you know, within your memory, you know what I mean. Like within a time frame that you remember, mm-hmm. he just said, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> "Um, I just, it's amazing to me. I just love it."
0: Yeah, for sure.
4: I
1: also love um, that he said it will be memorable. It will be unforgettable. But then when he said in the next conference, I didn't realize what that meant. Wow how how enlightening like the prophet doesn't know all the details Mm right he knows like i don't want to say he's in the dark as much as we are but do you know what i'm saying like the Mm -hmm. lord doesn't reveal everything but he'll he revealed to the prophet what we needed to be prepared and what we needed to Mm do we need
0: this change and this change and this change
1: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. he's like i'm not going to tell you exactly what for but just know that you have to do it now there's no time to wait
1: (laughs) yeah and maybe the lord did tell him it's gonna be memorable and forgettable and he had all these elaborate things (laughs) and it wasn't exactly the way he planned it which is kind of reassuring because we're the Mm -hmm. same way right yes so it's nice to know that it's not just me
0: Mm -hmm. yeah because (laughs) like how many times in our own personal revelation I mean, we get the trajectory, but we don't get all of the little individual steps that we're like, oh, <laughs> if I would have known right. that, I would have done things a little bit differently. But, you know, you, you get kind of the ending, the end game and how to prepare. But sometimes it, it's still, we have to live by faith and agency and, and all of that in the interim and versus if it was just laid out.
1: We're not much different than the
4: prophet in that way. And that's kind of reassuring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that.
4: I, for the most part, I do not know the end game. I just know the next step. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. yeah. 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 And so, like verse 21 there now in closing, I leave you with my love and my blessing that each of you may become happier and holier with each passing day. I mean, this is a little bit different than most of his prophetic blessings that he leaves at the end of talks, right? Um, I leave with you my love. Like, I don't know, I need to do like a word search on it and stuff, but I don't remember him using that exact like phrase before, but that you may become happier and holier with each passing day. That's interesting where we're headed after this conference. Anyway, meanwhile, please be assured that revelation continues in the church and will continue under the Lord's direction until the purposes of God shall be accomplished. And the great Jehovah shall say the work is done. I mean, with a restoration proclamation in mind that that comes next conference, that that means a lot to me. Like, he's blessing us that we can be assured that that revelation is continuing. And then I so bless you, reaffirming my love for you. So he does it again, chiastically. I'm doing I, my love for you is huge right here um, with my testimony that God lives. And so, I mean, next week we'll we'll talk a lot about. Um, like the, the Hezekiah story and how it mirrors um, President Nelson with the hear him and everything. But like his love for us, he's trying to really hit that home uh, in this talk right here. It's very interesting. Um, I just want to be like a fly on the wall in his process. I just kind of see how that all works. But um, anyway, it was just such a fun talk to go back through and, and analyze uh, with all of this, um, I always just call it the rear-view mirror principle, but like with everything that we've got, looking back and going, oh, I see a lot more of what he was doing and, and speaking about here.
8: When, when I read that, um, that line that you just said, that each of, that each of you may become happier and holier with each passing day, and the feeling that I got when I read that was translation. I mean, doesn't it happen a little bit at a time? I mean, gradually, line upon line. And so I don't know. I just, that's the feeling I got is that he was encouraging all of us to strive for that.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. Each
8: day, come a little bit better.
2: Yes.
0: Um, so, anything on on this talk, or any of the other talks that you wanted to to hit on before we close up? I mean, both of the other talks are amazing too. Spiritual treasures, some of the deepest, most
2: profound stuff. Yeah, I love that talk, but it's it's
4: probably too much to get into right now. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: for it sure.
4: It is amazing.
0: Um, but yeah, so as we go through next week, Group C is? Hear him, I think, isn't
2: it? Yes, it
0: is hear him. Um, so I mean, we've got five different talks. And three of the larger ones are going to be discussed. So, hear him, group C next week. And I mean, we'll probably hit the Hosanna Show along with it because it kind of ties in pretty nicely. But, but yeah, which, I mean, chapter,
7: which chapters hear him?
0: Um, that's a good question. Let me get it really quick. It is 43. I really should have put that on the schedule. (laughs) That would be so helpful for me each week. Mm Chapter 43. Um, But yeah, can you believe that conference is almost here? I mean, we've only got a couple more weeks. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited for the women's session and just, well, I mean, everything, but that we're, we're having that one this time. It'll
1: be interesting. That's for sure president nelson never ceases to surprise us i mean never ceases to surprise us never ceases yeah he always surprises us right yep likes those surprises i think i think it brings him a little bit of joy he's like a little boy in a candy store when he gets <laughs> to tease us right and then surprise us
2: mm-hmm.
7: yep. yeah. i was excited to hear that temples will have the option to open
0: up and expand and yeah
5: oh that is exciting
0: so whenever that happens i want you guys to text me when your temple opens back up because i'm just excited to kind of see the timelines i'm maybe they'll announce it like on their weekly little things or whatever but anyway i'm just kind of interested to, to see kind of the processes as they do open up we the- had a letter
1: read in church before that came out from the first presidency from oh, the yeah? president oh, yeah? saying that we they were going to expand how many people could be in the temple. They didn't say anything about masks, but that they would be opening up more spots.
0: So mm. that was exciting. Well, fun.
4: My sister was in the Meridian Temple today, and nobody was in masks. Oh really? Yep.
2: Mm. So I don't know. I'm
0: excited. <laughs> Those things are just so awkward. Like uh, I, I can't breathe. It's claustrophobic. No, well, my
4: weird. husband's, my husband's an ordinance worker and I, I walk with two women that are ordinance workers and they just have, a, they just have such a hard time because they want to smile. Yeah. Patrons.
0: Yeah. I, I never wear a mask. <laughs> I wear like a, the plastic face shield so people can like see me smiling.
4: <laughs> Fortunately,
1: masks aren't, don't have the same rules as garments, right?
4: <laughs> uh, no
1: <laughs> definitely not <laughs> they also don't offer the same protection <laughs> yeah. no definitely not <laughs> at yeah. least not the same spiritual protection i should say i don't know oh anyway
0: Funny. well night all well, Yep, it's been a fun one. I will catch everyone next week and some of you sooner than that here in the house.
1: Have fun, guys. I'm jealous.
0: (laughs) Have fun. Have a great week, everyone.
2: You guys. Bye. Bye.